Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is this week's message. I just want to tell you again, God is good. God is surely good. God is taking care of our situation, whether we believe it or not. God never stopped praying for us. Although sometimes we beat up ourselves with our past, although sometimes we beat up ourselves with the things that we've seen around, God is still looking down on us. This morning, as we praise and worship God, I think that we could just say amen and go home. Because God is here. And God is moving in this place. I don't know how you feel, but I know how I feel. I know all that God has done for me. I know what he is doing for me. And I know what, I know that, I know for sure that he's about to do something greater for me. Him tell me that I must look for it. And it's the same message I have for you today. You must take a right view of God. Take a right view of God, and you will see the atmosphere in your home shift. You will see the atmosphere at your work shift. You will see the atmosphere around you shift totally when we take that right view. Doesn't, if you don't hear or remember nothing, remember, take a right view of God. God can do the impossible. And he is about to do it for you, if you will believe him. God is there. He's telling you, my child, I give it all to you. Then, why are you struggling that way? He tell you that the load is too heavy for you. Give it to me. I am here with my arms wide open. Receive it. Receive it this morning. My comfortable zone is when they tell me, let's pray. And there I'm hot and willing. But when they tell me the word now, I get a little shaky. <laughs> but here I am. I'm doing my best with the help of the Lord. God tell me that I can't make it on my own, but he promised me to be with me. And I believe him. I know that he is with me and he is with all of us. He is here and we can sense him in this place. Um, so let's get to our text. It's from Matthew 21. 1 through 11, I think Keisha, in her praise and worship time, gone through nearly everything. <laughs> um, this morning, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, we see the church is decorated um, with green. And they say we must to put on something green because we celebrate today Palm Sunday. So today we will talk about, just for, don't forget, a right view of God. Um, the scripture said, as Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage, and on Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its coat beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks, listen good. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them. And he will immediately 
he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Jerusalem, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble. He is humble. Riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and they sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? They asked. And the crowds reply, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. I want you to see something here. When it said, if anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. Do the Lord need us? Do the Lord need us? We need the Lord? Yes, we do need Jesus. And so, God is telling us this morning that we must take it. That's why I tell you, don't forget that we need to take a good view of God. Many of the times, we are so stubborn. We are so hard-headed. As I said before, that's why we struggle. That's why we struggle so much um, the purpose of Jesus entering into Jerusalem if we take notice of something before I go to the um, to that I want you to see that in the Gospels then it's recorded the, about the triumphant entry of Jesus in Matthew 21 1 through 11 in Mark 11 1 through 11 in Luke 19 28 through 44 and in John 12, 12 through 19, it's recorded the same thing. So you know how important it is, how important it is that Jesus enter into Jerusalem. You know, when we look on that triumphant entry, Jesus Christ, you know, he's making the beginning of the passion. You know, his time of suffering, his time of death and resurrection celebrated during the Holy Week. Um, I just want us to say, as we go along, that we doesn't just take it for our own. We need to tell others of what Jesus did, what he did for us. He changed our life. And just as God changed my life, I want him to change your life. I want him to change other life. Many of the times we are just comfortable on our own. I am saved and make the rest go, go, go free. That is, wasn't God's plan and is not God's plan. 
God wants us to be careful. He wants us to care for others. That's why he was so humble. Look, I don't know if we see the humility of God. If you take notice, like the artists, them, when they have an uh, event, or when they go and give them the prize, or what they do, they make the red carpet and everybody dressed to the highest, or what they did. When Jesus was entering, what they did, um, they placed their they clothes, they placed branches, they placed, you know, making his entrance. That was his red carpet that they made in that time. We know if they put that there, uh, we have to step over. Or Once and I was to go and visit, and when they tell me where I was going, I was a little scared. I said, I know where I go there because everybody talk about there. And I think that was one of the best evangelism um, process that I had. The people, people need Jesus. Many of the times we are just too, too comfortable. People need sometimes just a hug from us. Sometimes people need just a smile from us. Sometimes people are so burdened down. And sometimes we are just too busy in our own thing and we don't see. We don't see. We need to make some more effort. This morning, I just want to say, Jesus entering to Jerusalem is a turning point. It ends his Galilean ministry and journey to Jerusalem and begins the tragic, the tragic passion narrative. His identity as the Messiah. The reason he's rejected by the Jews, particularly by the Jewish leaders. You know, they was afraid. You know, so they never want to accept him. Because when they see him coming in on the donkey on, with his humbleness, you know, when you talk about them, they are big time, said we, because we are qualified. Now we have um, a status. I am in the high one. You are in the low one. So I look down. I look down on you. And you can't sit where I sit. And you can't be where I am. Because. Yes, yes I am a strato cinco. You see. But the good news is that. For God. We are all the same. We are all the same. We are all the same. So, you know something? When Jesus entered into Jerusalem, he would never enter as the Messiah because they never accept him as no Messiah. They accept him as the son of David. You know? And so you could see the difference. He was not, not much for them because he was in the low, the low class. He was in the one or the zero. I don't know. Yes. But so, they never accept him. They accept him as the son of David. Um, he was almost rejected immediately because they never accept him at all. But when what makes the difference? Jesus shows them that he wasn't like them. He showed them that he wasn't like them. He was a different kind of Messiah. Him was a different kind of Messiah. Many of the times we are rejected for who we are in Christ. People doesn't want to be with us. Why? Sometimes you say, but why him not like me? And I never talked to him yet. 
you don't have to worry why they never like you or why they don't like you. You know why they don't like you? Because of what you carry. You carry on Jesus. And so people don't accept that. What we carry on people doesn't accept, you see. And so that what's make the, what makes the difference that we are not like them. So that's why when somebody mash we can, sometimes you say, ay, 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 you go sit down and you're rubbing. But we can't get up and do like how them would do. That's what makes the difference. So that's why they don't call you a fool. Because you're not get out there and cuss with them. Some of us, we are Christian. Remember what I say, a right view of God. Some of us are Christian until they mash with war. And when, we mash, when they mash your tour, you forget who you are. And then everything where you got hide up in there come out. God said, we you hide the word that God in him, in our heart. So when the day come, what we come out? Where we got hide up in there? But when they mash, we can what come out many of the times. I know I say nothing else. <laughs> Okay, just what we have hide up inside. So we see why I say take a right view because we have to look around. Because yes, we are. Oh yes, oh Saint Irene. Oh, she is so good. Oh, she is. But make me Selena. Just come and talk to me too hard, and then you will hear. Then you will hear. We stay so. We not stay so. So that means we have to take a right view. God is not like that. God is not like that. So if we are picturing God, if you, we are grateful for what God did for us, then we have to search. We have to make some searching ourselves because things have to change. We can't say, you know, business with him. Him that We can't talk that kind of way because then we are not making the difference. We are a child of God. And we need to carry that on here, there, and everywhere. I hope that we have the recipe that Pastor did give to us last week. And I hope that we would go over it and remember them. Because that is what makes us good. That is what makes us the way God wants us to be. <laughs> I want to tell us, church, that... Jesus is not imposing as he go along. Jesus' choice of a donkey's colt is very important because it demonstrates an unusual level of humility. It demonstrates an unusual level of humility. God is humble. You see all that God, you ever sit down and realize and ask God how him gone through all that for me and you. Uh, we not willing to go through nothing at all. We not willing to go through absolutely nothing. Nothing, nothing. The first little struggle, what we do, we throw in the towel. I am gone and I won't come back. And so these are the things that calls my attention. How we struggle. God said, Leave all your load. He said, bring it at the foot of the cross. Leave it there, and I will take care of it. But what we do, we bag up in a crocus bag, and we put it away back, and we try to carry it for ourselves. That's a lie of Satan. And that is what we do. We just listen to what Satan, Satan, um, Satan say. 
you know, those that usually used to ride the donkeys, they qualify them as poor people. And so they qualify Jesus as the least, you know. But he did that for a purpose and was to proclaim peace rather than to proclaim war. And so that is how I tell you all and how I tell myself and how I see it is that God give us these instructions, not for us just to know them, but for us to follow them. Follow them. He went, you think that he went through all that, what he went through just for granted? No. He went through it because he loved us. And he loved us with an everlasting love. I love, sometimes we say we love people, but we don't even imagine the measure. We don't even imagine the deepness of love that God has for us. When we tell him, I want to be like him. I want to love like him. How many times we sing that? We want to love like Jesus. We have to make great effort to love like him. We have to make great effort to live like him. It takes us more than just come to church on Sunday. It takes us more than just come to prayer meeting. It takes us more than that. It takes us to get up out of our bed and really peel our knees, really pray and ask God to help us to go along, to help us to really love like him, help us to care like how he cares for each and every one of us. God tell us that in Matthew 5, 9, it, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Children of God. How much times in Instead of making peace, we make war. Um, many of the times when we come, how the war them does start, you know, we got that problem in our life. And many of the times, instead of making peace, he said, I go in and cuss him. I, what you tell him, you're right. You're right because now you got the right. God not tell us that. God doesn't tell us that. Once a lady come by my house and she said, lend me a phone. I say, you want to borrow my phone? I went up to your phone. She said, no. You got your phone. I was under the tree. He said, you got your phone and I want to cost somebody. I said, well, you know, I cost him off of my phone. I'm so sorry. I don't mind if you want to cost me, but off of my phone, you know, my course. Not a soul. So, Many of the times we have to stop things. If we are called children of God, we have to pattern Jesus in everything, not in some things. We are hallelujah in some things, but in other things, what we are. So we see we have to pattern God, but in everything, in every way. We have to acknowledge him because he's the king of king and Lord of Lord. And so he tells us, blessed. He said, we are blessed. We are blessed people. And he said, we are peacemakers. And if we are peacemakers, we are called a child of God. This morning, without, you know, such a display of humility by Jesus, we would never, never, never able to understand the level of humility God, that God loves and expects from us. We would never, never, ever, we would never be able to understand the level of humility that God loves and expects from us. God is expecting our best. 
Our best is not to come to church on Sunday. Our best is not just to come on Wednesday. Our best is giving him really our heart, our soul, our might in everything, in everything. When we care for people, that is the most important. And I mean to say, it's not just the people that turn out on Sunday that we love. We had to look for the people them that is not turning out and ask them, love them. They need our love. They need our help. They need us. And many of the times we are just pending, maybe, of the circle. But we need to look for people. Just as how God looked for us, we need to go and we need to look for others. That is what God is expecting from us. When the crowd recognized the significance of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem, and they respond with signs of respect, the spreading of garments, they pay hope totally homage waving and the waving of branches and I want to tell you something this morning although Jesus demonstrates complete humility in what he is doing he is also fulfilling the mission he has come he is fulfilling that mission he has come to do and is glorifying God in the process are we fulfilling that mission are we totally fulfilling that mission that God command us to do we need to do it we need to do it when God did it what he did what what he received he received worship and he received honor so this morning I want to tell us and I want to say um, our view of God is the most vital, vital, vital aspect of your life. And I want to say, why do I say that? Because the way you see the Lord, or the way we see God, determines what we believe about him, and how we think about him, how we act toward him. And so it's so important that we have a good view of who God really is in our life. Sometimes we are so accustomed to look out because I look out and I will see Nena there seated and I will pity your Nena and I will say, yes, this message is for Nena. But I don't turn in and look and see it was for me. It was for me. It is for me. You see, and I was looking on this mission that Jesus had, on this command that he had. And even when he sent his two disciples to look for the colt, how they obeyed him. Because I don't know if they send one away, that somebody land, go look for something with another way. We go and start saying, if pastor send one away, no go look for If he send uh, Mr. Jimmy and say, Mr. Jimmy, you go the Limval and you want to see one house or one donkey that somebody yard. You bring it for me. You want to say, Pastor, how I going to go there and just tell them and just take it and come with it? Bit out. 
without saying nothing. Non-permission, you see? But they never question God. They never question God at all. What they do? They obediently get up and go on tight because he gives them strict instruction. And that is what God do. God gives us the instruction. I don't know if we follow it or we, we, we got two options. We either follow it or we leave it. When we follow the instruction of God, when we follow what God says, we avoid plenty of ay Things work out. But when we do what we feel like doing, then the ay ay then come on and pray for me. Oh no, help me. Oh no. We always left God in at the last part. You understand? And when him should be in the first part. So that's why we have to take a good view of who God is for you, who God is for me. Because that is the way how we going to avoid a lot of situations in our life. We need to pit your God as who he is in our homes, in our work, along the street, and everywhere. God is God. And we need to follow not my example, because who I am. We need to follow Jesus' example. But I should live a life so that you can pattern. Because what God said, we are what? Open books. You and I. So we should be that example for others. So that others can see Jesus in me. Amen. You understand? If you think I am a person who loves to make a session, we, I am a person who just high up and not say hi, and not say nothing, I'm just go along, who I am patterning there? Myself. Myself, not Jesus. And Jesus have us here for a purpose. And we need to fulfill that purpose that God have us here for. When we turn wrong, and when we look again and again and see all that God, that's why this morning I rejoice that I could be here. I rejoice because God did it all for me. God did it all for me. And with him taking me out of my comfortable zone, you know how much time him was taken out of his comfortableness for you and for me? You know that every second of the day, God is looking a solution for you, for that problem that you have, for that need that you have, for that sick that you have. God, so we know that do nothing at all, tall, tall, in comparison of what God do for us. Look, we get up and we take up the Bible for reading and we get sleepy. We put down the Bible and we go sleep and we forget about reading the Bible. Sometimes we go for the whole week and when Sunday come, we just say, I wonder that which person went to church Sunday to find the Bible. So we need to have a good view of who Christ is for us, who God is for us, and what he did for us. God did it all for us. Let's get up. Let's move on forward, doing not my will, but the will of our Father, who sent us here, and he sent us for a purpose, and is to do his will. I want to tell us this morning that because the way you see the Lord determines what you believe, as I said before, about him, what you believe about him, and how you think, 
and how you act and react in every situation, that's the reason it's so essential. And I couldn't done and close without talking about this. For me, the word of God is so essential in our life. God never said we will live by every song. He said we will live by every word. Every word. So why many of the time we are so conflictive? Because we don't know the word. Why many of the times we are so down and depressed? Because the answer is here. It's here. But it's something that we just ignore. The word of God. So I want us to remember and take a good view. When you go home, you don't remember me here. But remember and ask yourself a right view of God. Really, I am, am I doing the will of my father? The way that he expects from me, for me to do it? God loves us. And that's why he went through all that he went through. For just for you, just for me. He wants us to do his will. Look, it's in the home. And it's hard for us to tell people about the love of God. Where you got the confidence with him. But when we go out, we know when they say visitation is when we find all the excuses. Because nobody no one go, go reach the last. Suppose God never come and reach me or you. Just think about it. Suppose God never come and reach me or you. What would be the come? What would be the outcome? Okay, we need to think about what be the outcome for those that are out there. We see they are going down. We see people are dying. First time you used to say, "Well, people then dead." Now that done also. Now I am here. In a second, I can not be here. So what must I do? Obey and do the will of my Father who sent me. And that is what he wants every one of us to do this morning. God is calling us. God is calling our attention. And God is saying to us, take a good view of who I am. I want to change. Our sit he wants to change your situation. He wants to change my situation. He wants to change your situation. He wants to change all of our situation. He wants us to live that victorious life that only he offers. Nothing else, nothing else. We think that only when we have money in our pocket, we are good. You want to find people miserable? Make them shrub down and can't find no money. And that makes us miserable. We feel like the world, you're broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like the world, done. Because you're not got no money. But you want to say one time, okay, one time all smiley faces, one time money's around, so everybody they smile. You know, because we they depend on the, on the money. We not depend on the one who got all. Because they say him got all, the silver and the gold. You understand? But that the person where we not look upon. We want to do just what we feel like doing. But God said to us, take a good view of who I am. Take a good view of who I am. I am the one who makes the difference. And if we want a difference in our home, if we want a difference in our life, if we want a difference in our workplace, if we want a difference in our church, what we need to do? We need to take heed 
and we need to seek the Lord really with all that we have, with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might. And what he said further, he said, we must lean on our own understanding. He said, in all our ways. He never said in a sum, you know, he said, all. All our ways, we have to acknowledge him. And what he will do? He will direct us. We need God to direct us. We need to make that difference. It's time for us to start playing. It's really time for us to take it serious. And do it in a different way. And when we start doing it, people won't copy you. People won't copy you. And people going follow. Many of the times we are the hindrance. I'm so sorry to say it. But I have to say it. Many of the time we are the hindrance. Because we don't shine that light. Because if God went through so much suffering for us, or our light should have be brighter and then we got me this with. <laughs> you believe that. Our light should be brighter. Brighter and these light that is here, that are here. Shining. Home. And people want to be to get what you have. So this morning I want to close by saying that what he suffered, what he gone through. Because when we look, when we look, I just want to for us to see, when we look and see how he went in, when he went in on a donkey, when he went, when he took that donkey, him never have he never got no need to take a donkey to go in on. Him never got no need, but was just to show his humility. We need to be humble. Many of the times we are not humble. Many of the time we are just too high. And many of the times when we get through the I, I, I them, we just say, but why I have to go? Sometimes you say, Lord, I just go and find through one thing to the other thing. Some, one thing, I don't come out of this one when something else happen. God say, no, look by where they have my own. Turn your eye, look by me. And they tell you if you look by me because you need to tighten up. We need to tighten up the screws them that are slack. We need to set alive all the dry bones them that are in us. And that's why sometimes God, you know, make we struggle so much. And sometimes we just struggle, but we're still down there and no one listen. We no one look, we no one hear, we no one let go. We just stiff naked and tight head. You understand? But this morning, my encouragement to each and everyone, take a good view of who Christ is in your life, in my life, in your life, in all of us' life. God bless you. And I just hope, I just hope that something, something in your life will make a difference in your life, in your home. And this week, doesn't forget to share with someone about the goodness of Jesus, about his love, about what he has done for us. Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through his son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at the alternative underscore SAI or watch past messages at youtube.com slash the alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.